excited, I am excited, I am excited. It was a Sunday ago that I was able to put a sermon together called Don't Abort the Process. We broke it down into three segments. In a minute, you'll hear segment one and then followed by two and three. Make sure you tune in to listen to all three before you close the door. I want you to hear everything that we shared in this. It's an exciting moment. I mean, when you really realize that some of the things that you're going through has been hindered because you have aborted the process. Something you need to go all the way through the process till the end to see what the end results in. And hopefully when you listen to this word, it encourages you, inspires you to keep pressing on. Do I say it's going to be easy? No, but I want you to understand that God is able to do anything that he said he would and then some. So listen to part one, then part two, and part three. And if you want to reach out to me, hit me up at Apostle JT Johnson and we can talk about it. It's ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. And we'll sit there and have conversation. We'll talk about whatever you need to talk about, encourage you. And if not, if you need some encouraging words, feel free to tune into this podcast a spiritual breath and listen to what we have listed there. And if you just want some self-motivation, go to my other podcast called Feeding a Thought, where you find inspiring words that I have written or shared that will try to keep you focused on the things of life. So anyway, you have two podcasts to check out, Feeding the Thought and Spiritual Breath. And if you want to, if you're an entrepreneur, have one more, say, let's get it. Yes, that's right. Let's get it in. And it's all about the finer things of life, enjoying life and entrepreneurial movies and things that I try to educate you and let you have a little fun when it comes to the things of life. So everything that be so mundane, it'll be a little more prosperous. So, hey, join in me at any of those podcasts. Hit me up, leave a message, and I'll be more than happy to talk to you. And if you ever want to be a guest on any of my podcasts, please hit me up on any of the email addresses that you will hear on the podcast. And if not, you can always hit me up here at ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you and invite you to share a few words with me as we talk about the things of God on this podcast, feeding the thought where we talk about the things of life. And then uh, let's get it in fam or let's get it in. That's a podcast where we talk about helping you to build your business and your life. All right, until we talk again. Have a good one. Again, back to this one, spiritual breath. And we're talking about don't abort the process. Called Jesus. If you really are connected to this thing called God and this relationship, I don't know about y'all, but it seems like every time when I feel like I'm getting closer, it seems like something puts me further and further away from Christ. I try to do right, but it seems like that sin keeps grabbing me and wanting me to twist and twist. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's okay. I'm going to preach to myself right now because I understand the truth. Sometimes I'm not as righteous as I want to be. Sometimes I'm not as connected as I think I am. And sometimes I'm just one step away from sinning. Sometimes I'm just to that one push. I'm about to go backwards. Y'all can say what you want, but I tell you, sometimes this Christian walk, it ain't the best walk for me because there is no disclaimer that was written or told you when you got saved. Nobody told you that when you got saved and gave your life to Christ, that you opened the door to get kicked your teeth out to go to pure hell and sometimes feel like you just slandered in the street. The Bible even depicts here in verse 36, he says, and it is written for the sake of we are killed all the day long. Oh my God, help me preach this thing. You're telling me that I signed on for the devil to have his way at me every day. I signed on saying that I believe in this thing called God, that this 
will find a remedy. This source will have a way to give me peace to surpass all that. This connection will help me to overcome every obstacle. But how many of y'all can really say that's not happening in this hour? Some of y'all sitting up here saying, I was broke yesterday and I'm even broker today. Somebody said, I was making God to do something two weeks ago and he still hasn't done it. But yet I'm supposed to believe. Y'all ain't talking to me because see, some of y'all are going through this thing, this, this, this mind thing that nothing wrong is going to happen when you got saved. But I'm here to tell you, don't abort the process because there are things that are happening right now that is strengthening you. Some of these things that you're going through is having you depend and rely on that God is real and he's able to do whatever he said he can do. But you won't know it until you go through your first test. See, the problem is I don't like pain. Most of us can all say we don't like pain. No one wants to go through a part where you feel like you've been separated from reality, where you're sitting up here trying to get a grasp on what is really going on. You're so broken that you can't, or they say you're busting and can't be trusted. You're sitting in a place right now where everything is falling down on you and it feels like you're smothering. I want to remind you, I, I think I can relate with what Peter was going through, even though he was close to Jesus. The Bible said when he walked on the water, he got caught up with his situation. He started looking at the water. He started looking at the wind, and he began to sink. Now, at one time, he was on top of his situation. Y'all ain't talking to me. He was having everything under control, but it seems like all it takes is a little shift in your surrounding, a little wind blowing, a little too rough, and you'll take your eyes off the prize, and before you know it, you knee deep in the water. You're down, and you're drowning. Drowning, looking for an exit, trying to reach for something to grab on it. There's nothing to grab. In other words, you are in a literal spiritual uh, quicksand where you're slowly sinking and looking for anything to grab on. And the one thing that you need to grab on, you can't grab on it because you're too fixated on the reason that you're sinking. Boy, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. But I'm here to tell you today, stay encouraged and don't abort the process. I don't care how bad the situation looks. You got to believe that God is going to bring you out. Then the Bible said in verse 37, it said, Nay, that all these things, we are more than conquerors. He didn't say more than a conqueror. He said more than conqueror. He left the A out because I want y'all to understand no matter what situation that you face, there will be an exit plan. There will be a stepping ladder. And if it ain't one, God will reach down immediately and pull you out of your situation. You got to understand sometimes you go through the process to see that you are broken and you need to trust more in God. Didn't James say that these trials and tribulations, they come about to challenge your faith? And didn't he say if you only have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain and be removed. The problem is you all don't want to speak to nothing. You just want to sit there and give into something. Oh, I wish I could preach this thing. Some of you all have given into the fact that this won't change. Amen, James. Preach on. You're preaching. Some of you have believed that this, this is the best that you can get. I mean, you said, I can't get any better than this. The situation will never change. This is what I'm going to have to deal with. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. The devil is the creator of lies. I want y'all to understand. The Bible says, eyes have not seen nor ears have heard what I have in store for those who love the Lord. You, you got to understand that God is telling us that there are greater things that are happening for you. There are ultimate abundance of things that is going to be coming to your life because of the fact that you're his. See, but see, here's the problem, saints. See, what happens is there's a trial that comes in your life that knocks you off your high perch. You fall. I told y'all you got to get embraced these Humpty Dumpty syndrome. For you all that haven't heard this before, let me break this down for you. You know the nurse around Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. 
And when he fell, he said all the king horses and all the king of men couldn't put him back together again. See, I want y'all to understand in, in Christ, there will be a whole bunch of humpty dumpty moments. And sometimes you got to get knocked off those high places so you can realize that the only thing you can do is get up from your current situation. See, sometimes y'all need to understand that you have got so high that you forgot who God is. Sometimes your pride has got you to a place where you think you can talk to God on this level when, baby, you ain't even connected to him. You're having a Saul mentality. In other words, let me tell you something. God gave Saul instructions, and Saul doing against God's word for years. I think the, uh, the historians have said it was 30-some-odd years. He's walking around believing that he's still in the place of God. But y'all know in Samuel, it said that God had taken his anointing from him and gave it to somebody else. The messed up thing to be in, thinking that you all godly and God had God has left you. Oh, I'm going to talk to somebody here. This goes out for y'all super sanctified people. See, y'all so godly tell you no earthly good. You got it all together. That's why you can always judge us, the ones that are striving, trying to get there, because you already got it together. Baby, let me tell you, do a self-evaluation. Look at yourself. If you still here able to look in the mirror, that's telling me that your, your chariot ain't here to take you. So that means you still have some sin upon your life that you need to work out. And maybe that sin is you judging me. Let me tell you something. I don't have time to judge nobody. I'm just as jacked up as you. It's just that I have a repentful nature. I just believe that everything I do deserve to say I'm sorry. I just believe that I can ask God to forgive me on a regular basis. I just believe that it is in me that every day I wake up, I have to ask God for the sins that I've done while I was asleep, the sins I didn't uh, pray for forgiveness the other day. See, I don't worry about this because, see, Paul wasn't writing this for me when he says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In other words, he's asking me to ask you, why do you allow the devil to help you to separate yourself from Christ? Why are you letting your flesh dictate your future? Why are you letting your flesh be greater than your God? Oh, I'm going to preach this thing today. Y'all should have not let me got on. Because I want y'all to understand that the only way you can get over this hurdle is realize that your flesh has to die. Oh, preach, boy. Okay, I shall. Most of you want to try to be Christ-like only when it benefits you. I was talking to someone today. I said the only time y'all want God is when you're facing a difficult situation. When everything is looking chaotic, that's when you want to say, I want to try Jesus. But don't it amazes you all that soon as the situation rectifies itself or it goes in the way that you want it to go, you forget who God was. It's amazing that just as sudden, as soon as you get blessed, you just shift right back into your old way and not even go there. You, let me tell you something. I tell people all the time, there are two times you're going to see the church full. It's going to be New Year's Eve and it's going to be Easter. Everybody find Christ in them two times. I do not know why. Well, probably I do. But you come because Easter, your, your mom, dad, cousin will drag you into church and you sitting up there half drunk, half sick. And then somebody preaches the word. You feel somewhat convicted. So then you go down to the altar and say, I yield. Just a year till you can get back outside. Because if it's Sunday and Easter, it's probably a basketball game, a football game on, or something that you're going to go back. And as soon as you get back home, deuces to Christ and all that. The New Year's, you too scared that that millennium thing had y'all all scared it was going to be the end of the world. Everybody want to get saved in. Because the one thing they want to do is the New Year come in, and they're scared that that might be the end of the world. So you'd rather go in, and it kills me. Y'all can't, y'all have no problem going to the church then, and you don't mind nobody praying over you. Check that out. You don't care that somebody pray over you over them two days because you believe that you're going to start the new you out on the blessings of God. Y'all ain't got no problem throwing no money at the altar. You ain't got a problem doing nothing on New Year's Eve because you believe if you give, you'll receive it in the new year. But you won't give of yourself. 
Don't you think God get tired of that partial you? Um, Janet Jackson, she must was very prophetic when she wrote, what have you done for me lately? What if that's what God is asking you right now? What have you done for me? But yet you expect me to do everything for you, but you can't do one thing for me. Better yet, what has God asked of you to do? Let's see. Confess that you want him for the Lord and Savior. Live your life the best way you can. Seek his word and counsel and establish a connection and relationship where you trust in him. How hard is that? It must be extremely hard because some of us can't do it. We only say it on Sunday, but we don't do it rest of the week. It's amazing y'all Sunday saints are so super. I tell you, y'all the most prophetic, most acknowledged, most aware people I ever ran into in my life on Sunday. But on Monday, if I come to talk to you, ain't no God in there. Y'all the most complaining, the most worrisome, the most tiresome people you ever encounter. But on Sunday, boy, you got a shout in you. At least you got a lie. I just say you got a lie because you know that Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, you don't live what you say on Sunday. So I ask you again. What is, stop, what is separating you from the love of Christ? Go ahead, point to yourself because it's you. I ain't got nothing to do with it. You can't blame me because at the end of the night, I'm not in your house. It ain't nothing that I do to stop you from getting to God. It's a personal journey. Don't blame on your pastor, teacher, preacher, minister, cousin. No, it's you. And the thing is, be real with yourself because you don't want God. Ooh, did y'all hear that? You don't want God. You just want his blessings. I done told y'all, y'all only serve him for what you can get from him. Y'all some terrible people. Y'all just want God when he bless you. Because when he asks you to do something, boy, you can get, your ears get clawed up and eyes can't see. Uh, Lynn gave a perfect example. There was a man that needed a few dollars to get something to eat. She seen the need. She went out trying to scrape for pennies, nickels, and dimes or whatever to make sure he could eat. But woe and behold, her husband had the funds to be a blessing. See, but the thing was, she went. She instigated the movement. I don't know if the man of God was going to do it anyway, but you seen that she was willing to do whatever it took to get this man fed. The Bible said, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was clothed, did you clothe me? When I was clothed, did you clothe me? And when I needed shelter, did you shelter? But Lynn showed you the true example of what? And you don't see her getting up here speaking in sexting tongue. You don't hear her sitting up here talking about nothing but herself. Lynn says, I need to repent. I need this. How many of y'all saying that? But y'all can sit back and look at her. I tell you what, you can tell Lynn mean what she mean. Because boy, them tears are real. Or she's a real faker. One of the two. But she got me convinced they're real. Now, I don't know about y'all. Because I done seen some fake ones come through you. Like, like now. You sit up here and play this thing, God, act like you got everything together. But then when God said, I need you to give me you, whoo, boy, y'all start flipping back. Can I ask you a question? What is it out here in sin that you love so much that you couldn't trust God in? Just tell me. I mean, I would love to know. If you can call me later and let me know because I want to know. I need to do research on this because I don't understand how you can serve something that is going to kill you. But you can, you can be with something that's going to give you eternal life. If you believe in the word, see, you do, because you believe in the side that benefits you. So if it's beneficial that you get the blessings of Abraham, you want to stand there, but you don't want to deal with the ways of sin is death. They're both in the same Bible that you read. But see, the thing is, uh, ways of sin to death is only when you die. But you want to get all the perks of this world now. The Bible says we need to be renewed, renewed from this. We need to be separate from the things of this world. God is the provider of the world, so God will make the world provide for you. Y'all say that ain't true? Look at this. How many of y'all got stimulus checks that you shouldn't have got? Y'all just went and paid. Some of y'all paid your uh, taxes for the first time this year, and look what happened. You paid the first time and got a few dollars in your pocket. But y'all ain't shouting on that. 
You were when you got that check, just like you do every year when you get the income tax and the stimulus check. You all shouting. You so happy then. You can't tell them about God then because they got that money. But it's amazing as soon as that dry up how you change. Oh, go ahead, James. Preach, boy. Y'all thought it was going to be one of them running around the church. No, it ain't. This time get in your household. See, the problem is when he said, what would separate you from? I'm back in Romans 35, 8 and 35. He said, shall it be tribulation or distress or persecution? Do y'all know that the devil's job is to get you to forfeit your blessing? Do you know it's the devil's job to cause you to denounce the very relationship that you have established with God? Do you know it's the devil's purpose to sit back and trip you up so that he can sit back and laugh at you? Nobody sits back and think of that. But y'all give it to him so freely. Y'all don't even worry about it. Right now, I tell you, y'all ain't getting your money. Oh, my God. Y'all going on the street corner. Tell somebody, give them $50. Y'all going to Jerry. You, you shouldn't be talking to, calling him or her and say, hey, I need you to borrow, borrow some money. Knowing that it's something attached to any time you get something from somebody else. You know they just don't give you a hand-me-out. They have something connected to it. Now you in debt to them, and now you're going to have to do something. to. Pay. Oh, let me just stop. Y'all holy people act like y'all know what I'm talking about. There ain't never a time that you're getting something from somebody that it ain't something attached to it. There ain't never a time that they don't want you to do something later on because they always remind you. Let me tell you something. I don't know about other people, but y'all color people remind people when they did something for them. Oh, they have no problem bringing it back up. Let your behind be hungry and they took you to McDonald's and got you something to eat. Wait till the time they need something and you tell them you ain't got no money. They're going to say, oh, wow, that's how it is. You remember when you was hungry. I gave, ain't that something? Because they didn't do it out of their heart. But those that give it out of their heart, they really don't care if you got it or not. They're going to keep on moving because they know what God told them to do. Again, who shall persuade us from the love of Christ? Shall it be uh, tribulation or distress or persecution or famine? Wait a minute. Stop that famine. Let's put a pin in it.